Ai, velho. Good evening, everyone. It is Tuesday night, December 17th, 2019, and the Sharks, oh boy, they lose a tough one, 3-2 to two over the Desert Dogs from Arizona, who have a shiny new toy in Taylor Hall, and he contributes uh, in this one. So, welcome to Teal Town After Dark. This is your live and air after Sharks post game. Do this after every single game on the YouTube channel here. So do us a favor, if you want to be part of the show, chat with us and our fellow Sharks fans on the YouTube chat, on the page, or the app. We also f tell you to follow us on the social, where it's Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, SoundCloud, Reddit, and now our Discord. Uh, just look for us on Teal Town USA. And of course, for more Sharks content, visit us at tealtownusa.com. Joining me tonight is Mr. Eric Landy. How are you? Uh, well, after that, uh, after that game, I, I feel a lot more um, stressed. That's for sure. Yeah, <laughs> uh, tough one to take. Tough one to take uh, for sure, especially at the end there. Uh, Arizona comes in eleven four and three, one of the better road teams in the league. I think it's the second most road wins uh, outside of the Capitals, who I think I have fifteen. So uh, Taylor Hall makes his Desert Dog debut the first time, I think, since Rick Nash uh, that a number one overall pick has been traded to uh, to uh, two teams in his career. So let's get at it. Uh, at 457, Soderberg gets his 10th from Keller and Schmaltz, uh, the 11th time <laughs> The Sharks give up the goal five less than five minutes into the game. And for Soderberg, he becomes only the second desert dog to uh, hit double digits, Landy. What did you take from that one? Uh, my take is SSDD. Same shit, different day. Um, look, this one is on burns uh the the burns and dylan um interchange uh failed to pick up the forward um flying low into the slot and uh, as a result you know he's he's left open um you know and and again you know it's been about a week since i've been last on and i have been really wanting to see burns i mean show me some signs of life that he's coming out of this funk and Right now, he, he, he looks lost in his own zone. Yeah. Well, I mean, completely lost. And you figure, well, maybe, maybe um, you know, Pete being gone and uh, Bugner taking over the bench and trying to be a little bit more rah-rah, you figure, okay, well, maybe, maybe this might help Burns. But he looks lost. I mean, he looks like he has forgotten how to play. And it's just maybe a bit of confidence you know, I, he was entering tonight on an 11-game pointless drought, uh, changing a system. We definitely saw a lot more uh, defense getting into the play offensively, too. I saw EK65 rush up with the defense. I think you even saw Tim Heed as well doing the same thing. So, 
maybe a change in defensive philosophy could be a could be a thing. Yeah, I mean, look, you deploy Burns not for his his defense, but for his offense, right? And right now, he is not confident with his shot. Um, I have seen him um, look off. I have seen him um, defer to passing the puck way too often. I think it started off as maybe him shooting pucks into people's feet and uh, getting them blocked and kind of being afraid that, um, you know, it's going to spring a, a player who blocks it out uh, on the on the uh, breakaway. Mm-hmm. And it's continuing. It looks like he's second guessing himself. I, I think that that's the best thing to describe it as. He's taking that extra half second to make a decision, a split decision, whether he wants to pass or shoot. And when Burns is thinking, that's not generally a good thing. (laughs) Um, I don't think anybody ever called him, you know, the, um, you know, the, the, the quarterback, right? He is the, he is the shooter and, you know, him taking an extra half second is just, it's not good. Yeah, it's not good. David Toscano bringing up a point about Burns. Burns is not Sharknado. The... Thank you so much for the uh, for the super chat donation. Get to you Sorry. in just a second, Sharknado. T- David Toscano. Burns is not getting the puck enough to be confident. Yeah, no, and then you you hear Bugner's um, pregame, uh, you know, little uh, conference, and he's saying that Brent Burns isn't going to be shooting as much, um, and that's a design of the system. I, you know, with this whole changeover with Bob Bugner being the head coach and uh, Roy and Nabby and Reach, you know, taking spots as uh, assistant coaches, you know. I think that a, a, a fresh voice outside of the organization um, is needed, and I really need, you know, I, I really need to see some signs of life out of Brent Burns, man. <laughs> yeah, and it's 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 been a rough go. Uh, we'll we'll get to him ending his drought. Sharknado, uh, again, thank you for your donation. Really appreciate it. Uh, big time. It, it, it's a huge donation. And, and we uh, it goes to uh, contribute to the show. Uh, EK65, that was disappointing. We need to create more for each other. Uh, MLS Fan 20, Nolan, good to see you in the chat as well for the next three days. They only need to be working on the power play. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I, and, and, you know, it's interesting because besides the, the miscue, uh, in the first period with that first goal, um, their defensive positioning was better, right? I think Mm -hmm. I, I did see Burns being a little bit more tentative and I think that that has kind of helped, um, you know, mitigate his defensive issues, um, and, and so you can see that in their play. I've really liked Tim Heat's play of late. I feel like he has been making the right pinches at the right time, um, you know, making the right decisions to go for the puck or keep it in. Um, and so, you know, I, I am seeing some signs of life around the defense. But boy, I mean, Brent Burns just looks 
just just looks lost and 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 it's it's like total systems failure here <laughs> yeah and it's a tough one too because you uh you get you get that loss feeling and you're like okay what do i do do i go back to defend do i go back to playing offense you know um yeah, and yeah, no, it, make another point here. Burns had an amazing shot, creates opportunity at the net, but without paths, who else can clean up in front of the net? This is not a team right now. Ricci, Mike Ricci has been working with guys about deflecting pucks as well. Uh, this is something that they've seen on in practice, so you're probably going to see that. I know Hurdle's been trying to be that that tipper. He was trying to be that going to camp and everything. Uh, and speaking of Hurdle, uh, his first goal. With a nice pass from um, from Eric Carlson, uh, his 11th goal against Arizona, the most against any team, his 13th of the season to make it 1-1. I mean, Hurdle, one of the one of the guys that had a highlight of the night for sure for the Sharks. Yeah, no, I I really liked uh, his play tonight. I felt that that was a, a really good shot for him to score on. I think that that's one of those shots that'll really give him some confidence. Um, you know, he picked his spot. Uh, looks like the the move to wing is allowing him to concentrate a little bit more on pure offense. And right now, that's what the Sharks need to do. I mean, they need goals. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. <laughs> uh your mom hockey mom i would be more excited to be, see my burnsy on an episode of ancient aliens oh boy uh, yeah yeah and, and I, I, go ahead no i mean i i am just thinking about the whole offensive system right now and it looks like they have put a premium on doing on on, on clamping down and, you know, I think that that's also a, an effect of playing Arizona as well. They still play that that style, which is just very opportunistic and it's very um, well, it's boring hockey, to be quite frank with you. But, you know, they they play it to perfection and they, they have for a long time. So um, where I was going with that, though, is that it, it, it did stifle. Um, some of their momentum going through the neutral zone mm -hmm. and you know the shots on goal were pretty low throughout the entire game to be quite honest yeah it was eight five after one period of play the the coyotes were dominating the faceoff circle so it's like oh my goodness um yeah they they couldn't win the draw to to set up anything and if they did they just did not get anything out of it i mean Overall, I mean, it was a low night on shots, and, and that's kind of quickly become the trend. Something we haven't seen, you know, in the McClellan and DeBoer days. I mean, 8-5 after one period, 19-11 after two periods. I mean, Arizona only had 19 shots on goal tonight to the Sharks' 28, uh, which is which is great. <laughs> I mean, great that you 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 allowed only 19 shots, but you let in three. That's the tough part, indeed. Uh, second period, and, yeah, and and you know it it's <laughs> we'll we'll get into the second period goal, um, but you know they I thought the goaltending looked okay. Yeah, I I thought they looked good. I thought it looked overall good. There were some key chances on breakaways, on power plays of all, no less. 
um, that that Dell came up big. And, you know, right now, it's a toss-up. I mean, do you go, you know, do you go, uh, I don't know. I, I, I think I'm confused with everybody else right now with where this team is going. Andy Mann, good evening to you, sir. Prior to tonight, the Sharks were on pace to give up 286 goals. The most for the franchise since 96-97. Defense win championships. Offense feeds great defense. Yeah, that 96-97 season, Al Sims was the coach. He lasted one year. Um, oh, it's, God. Yeah. Yeah, that season. Yeah, um, yeah but, no, I... I, I agree. I, you know, and, and so we're talking about goals against here and that goes back to the way that they're defending as a five man unit, which right now it's very scrambly in their own zone. I, I think I'm still continuing to see the, the breakdowns within their own zone, um, failed clears, you know, tonight I saw LeBanc failed to clear at least two to three times, and so, you know, the, the forwards have to have help out on their own cause here, too. You know, it's not just all on the defense. Right. Right. You know, as as, as much as we have been bagging on um, Brent Burns tonight and as much as we have been, you know, talking about just the ineptitude on the defensive spectrum, the forwards also have to play defense, too. And, and it's not happening. And so, again, we, we go back to the things that that Bugner wants to install the things that are different, but I, it just seems to me that this whole setup is kind of stale. You know, it feels stale and it's predictive. And that, and that's the thing. And I think that's what they're trying to do. And, and here's the other thing too. This is probably the first time in a while that they've had actually multiple days off and to install an offense and defensive mechanism that Bugner wants to do with Ricci and Sommer, they need time to actually sit down, take a look at things and, and have it. You know, I think they're planned to have a day off tomorrow and I don't blame you for that. So, uh, you know, <laughs> I don't have a shark Santa hat. That's, that's why, unfortunately. Uh, yeah. Sharknado with another super chat donation. Thank you very much to you for the Santa hat. Thank you very much. Uh, why isn't the other guy? Well, I'll have to send Lady one for Christmas, and hopefully it gets there in Aww. time. So, <laughs> uh, second period now, it kind of back and forth a little bit. I although I thought the Sharks kind of dictated the game early on in, in the second, but of course, uh, Derek Stefan gets his sixth from Kraus and uh, that was Rosa. Just <laughs> yeah, that was just, oh boy, that was one of those ones that you think, man, just the bounces are not going for the Sharks right now. Um, they looked fairly, fairly sorted out in their own defensive zone and you get a bad bounce and that ends up happening. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, that, that's one of those fluky goals and, and uh, you know, you you can't really blame a lot on that. I think that that's one of the those puck luck kind of goals. Yep. So, you know, in in my mind, it's just it, it, right now it it sucks as Sharks fans because we feel like the puck luck is is compounding the issue as well. 
you know, and so it's like I, my adage is, has always been, you make your own breaks, right? Mm -hmm. You, you put yourself into a position of playing to your strengths as a team, um, playing physical. And when you do those things, when you have the strong four check and when you, when you don't play the back and forth rope-a-dope style, Mm -hmm. but you play a more heavy style, then you start to make your own breaks, especially because you're keeping the puck um, down further into their zone. You know, and and of course, right. you know, no, everybody wants to possess the puck, right? That's the thing with the possession numbers, which is which is kind of interesting, is that everybody wants to be a puck possession team. Everybody wants to have the puck. I don't think any team would say, oh, you know, we'd rather, you know, trade chances back and forth you know, all of them want to have possession of the puck, right? But I think what we're saying here is continuing to have that strong two-man to three-man four-check where it's just a full press. And once you keep the puck in their end of the zone, you saw it t- tonight when you when we hemmed them in, that the Sharks looked really good. I mean, it, that the Sharks looked mm-hmm. like they were kind of exerting their own physical presence you know they weren't rushed to take shots and that's what they're gonna have to do now they're gonna have to to play that kind of a style because you don't have a joe pavelski to to kick it back out onto the point and look for a tip so yeah it's it's got to evolve yeah and that's that's a great point landy that has to evolve things that that didn't work uh that worked you know four or five years ago you got to you got a lot of new pieces from four or five years ago from that team that went to the cup final. Now you have different ones that you you need to find a, a way that, that gets it going as well. It's not always going to work with it with a shot at the point and tip. And I think they've started to note, started to play around with that a little bit more. So, um, LeBanc would take a check from Lawson Kraus. Uh, and after... w- which by the way was, a, in my opinion, a late hit, it was dirty, and um, you know I don't think that there will be any kind of supplemental discipline. But uh, you know those are those are the kinds of hits that you're trying to get rid of because those are concussion type hits. Yep. And he went immediately back to the dressing room um, for for evaluation, and you know poor guy he tried to to gut it out. He tried to come back in the second period, but. He looked kind of like Joe did when Joe got that bad concussion and kind of looked like the Bambi deer, you know. It's yeah. just he he looked he looked concussed. <laughs> and and he came back out to play, but he didn't play in the third period. Uh and it's one of those plays where it hit that curved glass and and all I can think is if they hadn't put that curved glass in there uh, holy Max heck Patch with- already Max Pacioretty 2.0. Yeah, it could, I mean, it could have been really bad. Uh, so that would have been a turnstile, right? I mean, that was what we used to call when they had when they didn't have that curved glass. It was you're getting turnstile. Yeah, so. and, and Bugner coming out with an update saying no update on LeBanc. Ferraro, who didn't play in this game due to an upper body injury, uh, is day to day. That's why uh, Jacob Middleton was called up from the Barracuda to play in tonight's game for this one so uh you're down essentially two defensemen that you were you had during your nice run in november and so 
It'll be interesting to see what goes on there. Anti-Man going with, granted, not everything needs to be fixed as X's and O's, but this team can, and I would expect to be under a new coaching staff, and if the systems fail, um, and the systems they install, so... Yeah, you know, and I and I think that all possibilities at this point should be on the table insofar as system play, insofar as, you know, what are we going to do with Brent Burns? I, you know, at this point, I think you've reached desperation mode where he needs to he right now he's not right. And, and I don't know if that is if it's a confidence thing or if it's mm-hmm. a if it's a physical ailment kind of thing, I I'm I wonder if maybe he's fighting some kind of hand injury or some kind of wrist but you know suffice it to say he's a big dude i and and i know that we all we all really hate this talking point and it's hot dog is a sandwich 2.0 oh no um but you know brent it might be time to put him at forward you know i and you you hate to do it because that's clearly a sign of clear desperation. But at this point, the sharks are depleted up front. I mean, I mean, completely depleted up front. Yeah. Um, you've lost Nyquist, Jonastanskoy, and and Pavelski, and right now this team is needing needing something they need some kind of spark up front and there's no room to bring anybody in so yeah i i think yeah i think anything and everything should be on the table right now and 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 no it's not a sandwich (laughs) (laughs) uh you know what it is though a reminder that we welcome those of you who were watching brody and curtis uh feel free to join the chat uh, on the page or the app that you're watching us on, on, on the YouTube channel. Uh, and, of course, hit that subscribe button. Uh, it really goes a long way, and we really appreciate it immensely. So uh, welcome those yeah. of you who are watching uh, Brody and Curtis uh, to this one. Uh, <laughs> one of those crazy games. I mean, this is this is great. <laughs> 71 watching and only 18 thumbs up. If you don't thumbs up, the Sharks will lose until January. Oh, boy. Get those <laughs> thumbs up quickly, quickly. We, I, I can't go. No, if we if we go, if we go like one win in December, I, I will lose my mind. And and I'll be like, hey, why don't we just play in the Cow Palace at the at the day? Oh, jeez. Oh, boy. William Vogel, looks like I picked the wrong week to quit smoking. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, sure. And, uh. Just another Randy G. Are the Sharks the new we're a team meme in a few years? I hope not. I hope not. Uh, finishing off, you know, hurdles, second goal of the game. Um, Just another beautiful snipe. Yeah. I mean, yeah. In, in hurdle, I mean, like Booger said post game, looks like he's back to form. Um, and looks like he's, he's starting to turn it up. You know, 14 goals on the season, uh, which is great. However, you know, we, we talk about defensively, but we also need to talk about offensively here, too. And I was compiling this during the game tonight. LeBanc, one goal in 14 games. Evander Kane, two goals in 16 games, and one of them was an empty netter. Uh, Marcus Sorensen, one goal in 11 games. He's now, this was entering tonight, he's now no points in his last six games. 
I mean, the 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 secondary scoring that this team was relying on over the last couple of years has quickly just gone away. And of course, for LeBanc, he has been struggling t- by taking penalties. Um, obviously, it doesn't help that he's got his uh, head, he had a head injury tonight, or at least, well, well, excuse me, <clears throat> upper body. You know, so it's a it's a tough one. You know, um, I'll ask you this one from Andy Man Middleton, who would be who would be who replaces Burns if we put Burns to forward. How do you think he looked tonight? It is eight fifty one. Um. Well, I actually kind of wanted to get to that, and I was gonna wait till the the end of the game to kind of go over the ice time distributions, but um, I don't think that he looked all that bad. Um, you can still tell that he's trying to adjust to the game. I think that there is the makings of a player there, but I also think he's going to take some work too. So, sure. so, you know, I, in, in that respect, I don't think that you necessarily put him there. I, I mean, what I would do, this is how I would deploy it in, in a perfect world. I would go um, EK65 with Brendan Dillon. You've got um, Tim Heed and Mark Edward Vlasic. Then I would say Ferraro and Simic. I know that's a lefty-lefty, um, but at this point, uh, you know, I think, again, everything has to be on the table. Um, yeah. Yeah. And now you 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 have two games before you have a holiday break, and it just happens to be the defending Stanley Cup champions who knocked you out in the Western Final, and you're currently your most hated rival. Um, <laughs> not, not fun, you know. It's not going to be a fun uh, weekend, but it's capable. I mean, and honestly, if you get those two wins out of nowhere. And I wouldn't. I don't want to say out of nowhere, but if they get those two wins, that would be a huge confidence boost to go into uh, Christmas. So yeah, no, I think that would be really, really big positives um, going into Christmas for sure. So you know, I I think that they have definitely. <laughs> oh, Sharknado again! Thank you for the donation. Uh, six dollar donation. Six for Burns's six shots on goal. Eric Landy is a hater. I don't know. No, he isn't a hater. He just crushes a lot. Come on now. Yeah. No. I mean, I I, I love me some Brent Burns, right? I mean, right. I I I want him to do well. I I want the team to succeed. It, it, it's 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 just really hard to pull the positives out right now. And especially because of the reason for changing over a new coach and, you know, the, the woes continue. I also feel like there needs to be a microscope shifted now to the players. You know, there is there is no other person to take the fall here in, insofar as accountability wise goes. Mm-hmm. So it goes to the players yeah. and big time. You've got Brent Burns making $8 million. He's a better player than this. We know that. We have seen it. Um, and, you know, again, it's, it's it's accountability. When when your defense is making as much money as it does, yeah. 
it, it needs to produce. They need to basically be play drivers as if they're centers, right? I mean, I, they, and so you're looking at teams that you have to try and emulate throughout the league. I think you're trying to emulate what Nashville does, you know, in the way in which they deploy their defensemen. Um, you, you know, they're really the only other comparable I can see with the with a similar set of defensemen maybe Carolina in the way that they play Mm -hmm. um, because again they're very um, defensive uh, oriented insofar as having their difference makers on the back end but they have to get this mix going yep and and this is a talented mix it's not like it's you know an entire Barracuda roster or the Ottawa Senators or anything I mean in Ottawa is competitive for that matter. So third period, you know, you, you have just a plethora of, of questionable penalties, and then there's some that weren't called. I mean, you have Chickering that gets a cross-checking call. Sharks don't do anything. In fact, they give up a shorthanded chance, and Del bails them out. You have Kane goes in for a cross-checking, and that's another thing. Kane has got to try to contain his emotions. He is a goal scorer. And two goals in 16 games, Landy, are not going to cut it. So, yeah, yeah, um, no, it's it's just it's just not. I mean, Evander Kane is paid as a difference-making forward. He is playing the role of tough guy, but that's not what he needs to be doing right now. He needs to be playing more like a Wayne Simmons in Philadelphia, not a Wayne Simmons in LA. You know what I mean? And and when I'm talking Wayne Simmons in his prime, right. Um, and, and not because of, of, um, you know, not because of just shifting from East to West, but also in just the, the, the similar kind of player they are, right? They're both power forwards. They're both gritty. You know, they're, they're guys that are in your face and they mix it up. And Kane right now is, is unhinged in so far as he's undisciplined. I think he's still the league leader in PIMS and you know, he is, he, he's so talented. And I think that's, what's the most frustrating thing, right? That's that's the biggest thing is that he's so talented and we need uh, we need him to be uh, the goal scorer part, because let's be honest here. If he isn't, then we're in a heap of trouble. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We And, and so, again, you know, you, you look at the players that really need to step it up, you know, a. a Kevin LeBanc, you know, I, I just I don't know what's going on with with Kevin. Um, Sorensen is just he's in and out and in and out and is very enigmatic right now. Um, Patrick Marlowe, I mean, talk about, you know, talk about a guy that needs to to produce, you know, Patrick Marlowe needs to to really look himself in the mirror and ask if he's if he's one if he's able to still compete at a high level but two if he's if he's giving everything that he's got yeah. so i you know i think again it's it's just the mix is not right right now yeah uh you saw oel 
I guess take a questionable elbow from Sorensen. He gets he's like four cross checks, four cross checks, no problem. I mean, he elbow freaking LeBanc last year and got away with it. He gets four el or four cross checks, doesn't have anything happen to him, you know. Couture gets tripped up and gets high stick, no call. Marlowe gets tripped up, no call. And then probably the probably the weakest, 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 weakest uh, face-off violations uh, I've he seen. He didn't even close. He didn't even close his hand on the puck. I don't even think he he, he had he his, touched it. Yeah, with yeah, his I, stick. While well, he had his glove on on his stick, you know. Yeah, I and and so this is what really really irritates me about the refing right now. One, I think we're getting jobbed. And and I don't care if I'm if somebody's going to call me out as a homer, you know, I don't care if somebody's going to say, "Oh, well, you know, this is a shark centric." No, that there is clearly still some kind of I I want to say animosity towards the sharks. I think it's twofold. I think one, it's they feel a little embarrassed for last year. And I think two, they're still that Evander Kane penalty tax that they're paying. And I, 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 I want to know. They got to get over that. I mean, obviously, the, the if, if we're going to hold that much of a grudge on Evander Kane in the preseason, then we have major problems in, in the officiating for it. You know, that's. That's yeah, the ridiculous no, I, thing. Yeah, and so, but, but, it, I, I, yeah, no, I I agree with you. I agree with you, Eric. I, I think it is it is it's garbage time from the refs, and I don't like the makeup calls because then it starts to become you know we're making up for for things that we missed. You know, then you're like, okay, well, the the penalty that I just took, where where is the line of delineation between a penalty and not a penalty? It's just. If you're gonna if you're gonna go one way with a game, you know, as as a refing crew, this yeah. is the way that I I look at it. If you're gonna go with let the boys play, let them play. If you're gonna go with well, we're gonna gonna be holding the whistles close to the mouths tonight, and you know we're going to really call it by the book, you know, call the hooking as parallel to the ice every time, all the time. Same thing with with if we're seeing. Um, different kinds of violations and so far as the helmet violation or so far as the delay a game with the hand on the puck or whatever, then you go that way. But this, this model of game management is, is just, I, 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 I still don't understand it. I still don't understand it, Eric. And I've been watching hockey for 10 plus years. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's a little crazy to see, Michael Meyer with a super chat donation. Thank you very much. Honestly, the way the Sharks power play has looked, they might be trying to help us. Well, you have a face-off violation at 11:17. Didn't do anything. At 19:01, you have Labushkin playing without without a helmet. Uh, and then 16 seconds later, you get a five on three. And because you pull your goalie, it's a six on three. And here, and I saw them earlier, so bring them back on the chat here. But I'm sorry. If you're going to be passy-passy, if you're going to be passy-passy on a six-on-three with 15 seconds left in the game where you're down by one, and you don't even get a shot off on a six-on-three? I am sorry, but... 
you can blame Steve Spot all you want for what it was before. Now the Sharks are now one for 38 since Eric Carlson scored a power play goal on November 16th against Detroit. One for 38. Shoot the damn puck. Throw pucks on net. Good things can happen. It's okay to shoot the puck. Let me let me say that again. It's okay to shoot the puck. I think that this team is so scared to make a mistake. I I, I think Eric, I think honestly, it, if we if we're really looking at this objectively, logically, and honestly, the team is afraid to make a mistake. I think what they're afraid of is that high flying forward, that penalty kill that we're continually seeing penalty kills stack up against the Sharks. They figured it out, right? You press Brent Burns or you press Eric Carlson because they will make a mistake under under quick. Um, you know, circumstances. So that is the is the book on the Sharks power play right now. If you pressure the points consistently, you're going to make good things happen. Yep. So the the Sharks basically, you, you know, they're afraid. I think the Sharks are afraid of making a mistake by taking a shot, having it be blocked, going on the other way, um, you know, on a two on one. So how do you fix that? Well, First off, it you you have you have to either make a decision with Brent Burns, either play him on the wing on the power play and line him up in the OV spot and keep him there. Mm-hmm. You then have to ask, okay, can you have both a Kevin LeBanc and an Eric Carlson on the same power play? I, they play a very similar style insofar as where they are on the ice, but. To me, this this speaks of again not finding an identity without Joe Pavelski. It's 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 the power play was so rooted through him, you know. It was such a fixture that uh, you know that was the play that they played, and and they were comfortable in their positioning where um, you know Couture played off on the boards while Pavelski was as, as the bumper. Hurdle played on the other wing, which um, allowed him to kind of post up and be the guy in front of the net. Um, then you had Burns basically shooting the puck. Um, and then you tried to integrate Eric Carlson into that, trying to make him kind of another playmaker back there. And or or you have LeBanc playing the same spot. So right now, I, Couture continually still wants to do his one move where he continually will take the puck at the hash mark, try to skate it down, taking the extra second to make his shot. But I think that they're real lot. I think the, the penalty killers are also cluing on that because that was a go-to move for a long time for him. And he's still continuing to do that. Yeah. You see also Kevin LeBanc creep up from the blue line and, and kind of glide waiting to take a slapper. Um, so it's just, it's, it's too predictable. They're using all the same moves. So, you know, I think mixing up the personnel, so maybe going with a, you know, a deployment of um, Evander Kane, um, Couture in the middle, and then if you want to do a Timo Meyer with a Brent Burns and a, and a LeBanc. But, but basically these guys have played together for so long, I think that they just need – different positioning on the ice they need to 
really just reevaluate their play. Here, here, here's an idea. You know, Burnsy can be in front of the net, be that Tomas Holmstrom uh, thing. And I'm seeing a lot of people mentioning in the chat, and I, and I get your frustration about EK65. Um, I'm sorry. He's partly brought here to be on the power play. There's no reason for not to bench to bench one of the best offensive defensemen in the league. Uh, in this case, um, doesn't make yeah. Sense. I'm I, I and I'm not saying I'm not advocating for not playing your two best players at the same time. I, I, I can I think we're seeing that still in the chat and that's not what I'm advocating for. It's trying to find the correct positioning for those two right handers. Right. And that's and that's the problem, you know. Uh it, it, I mean and we talk about how you're missing Pavelski. I'm sorry, I thought we scored four power play goals in four minutes and then one second without Pavelski being there. I mean, it's obvious that they can do something. Hurdle can tip pucks. We saw that on the second goal against Vegas. Couture can get over to the other side and make the stuff happen, you know. But at your, but like you mentioned earlier, they need to move around. I saw it in the chat earlier. It looked like five pylons while EK65 is trying to find a way to pass. And of course, he's the one that gets the puck, so everybody's going to blame him. So at this point, I think it's almost like let's just trade Eric Carlson and all our problems will be gone away, right? We'll have $11.5 million to do nothing and everything will go away, right? No, that's not going to happen. You have two. Norris Trophy winning defenseman. You have two of the best offensive defensemen in the league on your team. You find a way to make things happen. One for 38 on the power play is unacceptable. Uh, and in Landy, they need to find something and they need to practice it. And I'm glad Bugner is taking responsibility for the power play being like crap. Uh, because the, this right here, they score a tying goal. They still have a power play going into overtime. They can win it right there. So yeah, no, I, I and and again, so how do you combat that? We 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 come back to it again. How do you how do you combat that? And how do you fix a power play? And and I think it's honestly it's putting people out of position that they're accustomed to, because the, the team is continually falling back to its. Um, you know, they're going to their comfort zones, right? I, I think that that's really what it is. They have a favorite spot on the ice that they like to go to, and they're continually going to that spot. So I think that there's a fundamental incompatibility with the players playing with each other. Um, and and, I, and again, I, I just look back on that, that two dominant right shot defensemen on the back end. I, again, that's why I want Burnsy to line up as a winger and just on the power play again so that he can take his spot kind of play the spot that Logan plays and, um, and, and does, does the you know like the Ovechkin move for his steep spot special as we used to call it you know right that, that would be that would be perfect you put Logan maybe in the in the slot for to deflect a one-timer for when he doesn't shoot it you know so it, it's it there, there are options and hopefully the Sharks have a couple of days to prepare for those options. So, yeah, no, and, and so again, I think it's it's getting these guys out of their comfort zone, and and I think that that's I, I 
honestly, that's going to be the recipe to get them out of this funk. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Well, we, uh, uh, again, I think I think we're also seeing a lot of of angst in the in the community because we're expecting results from different kinds of coaching. Um, and and look. Peter DeBoer's tentacles is still on this team, right? You still have elements of that. So they're not going to immediately change that. They're going to have to evolve. Right. But I think what the frustration is is that we're running out of time for this thing to evolve. We, you can't take another 10 games to install a system. You have to be able to um, pick up points. You have to be able to stay with the pack in order to try to at least stay within striking distance of a wild card spot. Yeah. And, and and I think, again, I think that that's what is the anxiety provoking thing is, is just that there isn't a lot of time left to figure this out. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I, I think maybe you can, you know, maybe these next two games against Vegas and St. Louis are going to be games that, that you already have to, think about the losses in Mm -hmm. and then you go into the break and you really work on on the facets of installing the new system yeah they're gonna have to take a really hard look at the players preferences on the ice and do a little bit of maybe advanced stats digging to figure out okay how can we complement these players instead of playing them on their their um you know, on their weaknesses, right? Because we're, we're we're seeing it being exposed time and time again. Yeah. Well, uh, want to thank the seventy one of you that are still enjoying this. Uh, do us a favor, hit that subscribe button down below. Uh, you know, we appreciate it. Hits that thumbs up. Really appreciate everything. And don't forget to hit that bell. That bell will notify you when we go on the air. Uh, and of course, follow us on our social media all over the place. Uh, it really does help, and we want to thank the 1,886 subscribers uh, for uh, to, you know for being a part of this. We can't do this without you, and it's incredibly appreciative for that. So, um, so 28-19, the shots on goal in favor of San Jose. I mean, they, they got 28 shots. They uh, they allow only 19, which is great. Unfortunately, three go in. The game-winning goal goes off of Brendan Dillon from from OEL um, if I'm not mistaken that ends a 25 game goalless drought for Oliver Ekman Larson <laughs> just to make matters even worse uh, he gets the game winning goal out of so uh, those cross checks uh, you know you can get away with it unfortunately it hurts Eric you know if this team was at let's say one or two games above 500 and they played this game I don't think we would be angry. I, I don't think that we would be as frustrated because this had the linings of a good game. Yep. I mean that, and that's 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 another thing that I think is really infuriating is that they did play well in their own zone. They mm-hmm. did have good goaltending. They they had the elements necessary to win. You get two fluky puck luck goals against. But I think the spotlight is just super magnified right now because every single thing that they do, right or wrong, is hyper magnified. And again, they're running out of time. And again, it goes back to power play issues, which has been a continual theme throughout the season. So 
yes, we lost by one. I think that they put a good effort in. I think that the system is 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 forming. I think we're in maturation stage yeah. right now. Um, and and so the bones of a good game was there, but that you you could say that that was a good loss if you did have the extra two or three games above 500. You don't. Right now, no. every single point counts. No, I mean, you're, you're probably going to have to play 667 hockey in order to get back into this race. Sharknado asking, I donated, but why is this Santa hat guy wearing a Coyotes jersey? I'm not wearing a Santa hat uh, Coyotes jersey. Uh, it's actually a holiday jersey. Uh, let me show you really quick before we get to the reach around. And there you go. There's Rudolph with the uh, hockey stick on there and such. So that's what you're seeing tonight. A little more festive, kind of try to be a little more positive as uh, we get into it. But, you know, we got to do our uh, do our best to, uh, you know, get into the holiday spirit because it's all we got right now. Uh, but uh, is it time? I think we need one. Be honest. Oh yeah, no, I, 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 I need that release. Yep. Have the goddamn common courtesy to give him a reach around. So in the reach around tonight, uh, <laughs> he's not gonna even challenge it anymore. He's just like, you know what? Today was a bad day. I it's just a, need, it's I a bad day. Around. We need it. Uh, and and, and, get, and guess out. what? It gets worse because the L.A. Kings beat the Boston Bruins four three in overtime. Uh, yeah, great, terrific. Yeah, one of the best teams in the league, and uh, and that happens. And guess what? The Kings are thirty three points. They are so close to catching the Sharks right now. It's not even funny. Uh, which is scary. Uh, in Toronto, San Ramon native Austin Matthews scores two goals to help the. Uh, Maple Leafs beat the Buffalo Sabres 5-3 in that one. Jack Eichel extends his scoring streak with his 24th of the season in that one. Uh, in Tampa, the battle of the 92-93 expansion teams. Lightning win 4-3 in overtime. Sorelli with the game-winning goal in this one. Uh, in Nash, or excuse me, on Long Island. Boy, howdy, did the Sharks break the Islanders? They were on such a great streak and then they went into SoCal and actually ended their streak. And tonight, the Predators are all over the Islanders, 8-3 to three in this one. Uh, you name it. I mean, they, I, if I'm not mistaken, looks like eight different goal scorers or seven different goal scorers for the, uh, for the Predators uh, tonight in Long Island. Uh, Flyers went 4-1 over the Ducks. Thank God somebody beat a Pacific Division team finally. Uh Carter Hart with the victory for the Flyers in that one. Uh, Detroit, they're, they're at 9-24-3. I think they're going to be okay to uh, to uh, avoid losing only or winning only 11 games all season. Uh, they lose 5-3 to three to Columbus Blue Jackets. Former Shark Gus Nyquist. Yes, Gus Nyquist, I miss you so much. Uh, with the with an empty netter there in that one, uh, the hur Hurricanes beat the Jets six to three in Winnipeg. Uh, Liney gets his eleventh is not enough. Aho with two goals. Jordan Stahl with two goals on that one, and Shevchenkov goes lacrosse again. Did you see that? 
No, I didn't. I didn't oh, watch go that. Go check that out. He, he, he beat Hellebuck, who hella sucked big time tonight on this one. Um, Penguins 4-1 to one over the Flames. Uh, Jari looks like he's taking over for uh, Matt Murray for this one. Evgeny Malkin with his 400th goal uh, of this of his career. In Vancouver, yeah, not even to say that, yeah, somebody did say Vancouver. I don't give a crap right now. Uh, Carey Price and the Montreal Canadiens win 3-1. to one. Shea Weber with his 11th of the season uh, gets them going. Gaudette was the only goal scorer for the Canucks in this one. Uh, and, of course, to make matters even worse, the Golden Knights now are in second place in the Pacific Division thanks to a 3-2 to victory over the Minnesota Wild. That's right, former Shark, Alex Stalux, Minnesota Wild. Parisi uh, with his 14th, not enough. Nosik with the game-winning goal gets it done. And, of course, the Sharks lose to the Desert Dogs 3-2. to Ay, ay, ay. So where does that put? I mean, I know we're, we're not even halfway through it, but... You know, things are starting to slip right now, and it's not looking good. Vegas finally has started to come on. They're now in second place with 43 points. Edmonton's at 42. The Desert Dogs lead 44. The Sharks are at 34 points. Uh, they're, only two po- <laughs> they're only two points out of last place, Landy, in the Pacific Division. Uh, the good news... The good news is... They're only six points out of a wild card spot, but they really need to get going. Uh, yeah, they kind of look like me during um, during the night before a final. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, honestly, they have to play with a desperation that I don't think that the team has had to play with this kind of of desperation ever as a franchise i think that this is this is one of those moments in the franchise's history where it will pivot one of two ways right Mm -hmm. this will be the moment where they either say okay enough is enough we got to get our shit together we're a better team than this and you know continue to press forward and pull a pull a st louis here or they can melt away and, you know, basically fade into, you know, into the retirement home, basically. Right. I mean, like, you know, I think what's what Eric what's really frustrating, though, is that th- that we know the talent is there. Yeah, right? exactly. I think and that's know the that th- part. You know, we know that that. Logan and Timo and Evander and Tomas and LeBanc. I mean, we know that these players are good. You know, we know that they have a history of success. Mm-hmm. So for them to not be able to figure it out and, and they don't even look like they're missing by, you know, uh, you know, a, a, a hair, they're missing by a mile. Yeah, they're six points out of a wild card spot. They're two points uh, ahead of last place Anaheim in the Pacific. Um, you know, and, and you have St. Louis and Vegas back to back at home this weekend. Um, you know, 
Well, talk about two statement games, right? This is this is you can either take it down, you can either the, take it lying down, or you can pull the, yourself off this the map. Is a massive weekend for the Sharks, and at this point, they probably need to get both. They need to get at least three out of four points in order to get the things going. You know, um, for sure. Yeah. So, with that, Eric, your final thoughts on where the people can find you. Uh, thank you for joining me on this Eric and Eric edition of After Dark. Um, final thoughts. Well, <laughs> oh boy, I think we are again at the precipice of the season going one of two ways, right? We can either pull it together and really show the league and really show you know, the hockey world that this team is is different than what they all expect it to be yep. and, and expect it to be a team that falls away and that the window is shut or they can create a new identity for themselves and really start to make their mark uh, on the team. And I'm talking about Logan. I'm talking about Eric Carlson. I'm talking about Tomas Hurdle. I'm talking about Brent Burns. Those four players are the key to success. And so they need to ask themselves, is it time to fold up the tent? Or are you going to pull yourself up off the mat and and, and start to play desperation hockey? Um, as so, and so far as, uh, where you can find me, you can use my first name. That's Eric spelled the right way with a K and Landy L A N D I on all the social media garbage. Um, just got back from Disneyland. So we have some pretty cool photos up. <laughs> um, you know, that was, that was definitely nice to go and, and be, uh, not thinking about the sharks for a few days. Must have been nice. Must have been nice. So appreciate that. In case you missed anything or you want to watch this again, check us out on TealTownUSA.com or your favorite podcatcher, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, SoundCloud, TuneIn, Stitcher, uh, Spotify, iHeartRadio. You hit them all right there. And that's where you'll find us. If there's somebody we're missing, so I mean, check us out there uh, as always. Of course, we will be back with you on Saturday. Yes, the Sharks do get some rest now. Uh, I think they are uh, they get an off day tomorrow. I think they have a uh, practice and then their holiday uh, their holiday uh, uh, break. Bre- there's they get a little holiday party for uh, that they have every year for those in need, uh, and then um, Saturday. Saturday against St. Louis, Sunday against Vegas. It's going to be a big one there. So uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at PuckGuy14. And that's where you'll find us Saturday following Sharks and Blues. We might have a special guest. We're working on it right now. But appreciate it as always. Hit that subscribe button. Follow us on the social media. Hit it. Check out the most recent episode of Pucknologist. And until Saturday, keep it real. Keep it deal. Keep it real teal. Have a great night, everyone. We'll see you Saturday.